Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. When Kevin gives the word, be prepared to call in to 865-243-TALK. That's 865-243-8255. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome to the Housing Hour, presented by Mortgage Investors Group. This is Kevin Ray, your host. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. We have an absolutely fantastic show lined up for you today. We have in studio, we have Kristen Avalada with Mortgage Investors Group, and we also have Sudi Trotta with Caldwell Banker. And later on in the show, we're going to have Congressman John Duncan Jr., and we also have set uh, after John Duncan, we have the mayor of of Knoxville, the mayor-elect. So we're extremely excited about our show. And again, thank you for joining me. We're going to jump right in. We are uh, going to go ahead and talk to Kristen and Susie. Uh, Kristen works at Mortgage Investors Group. And like I said, Susie is a realtor here in Knoxville. Kristen and I are good friends. She works with me. She's been working at Mortgage Investors Group for a long time. Long time. Um, she is a, a senior loan officer there. Um, Kristen, the first, uh, I'd like to just open up the mic to you a moment. Tell me uh, what you do and kind of what you've been doing for the last few years at Mortgage Investors Group. Good afternoon. The, uh, thank you for having me. And I am a senior loan originator with Mortgage Investors Group, um, basically helping folks find the right financing for their home needs, whether it's a purchase or a refinance. And I have been in this side of Mortgage Investors Group for about four years, but prior to that was in production and operations. You've been with Mortgage Investors Group quite a long time. You, you've really built your business in the last few years as, as kind of coming through this tough market that we've been in. For, you know, what it appears from the outside looking in, you know, just from hearing around the, the office and so forth, that you really put a lot of effort into keeping your realtors up to date with what's going on in the transaction, you know, trying to really give that customer satisfaction that you don't find at every lender. Is that kind of what you've built Absolutely. I kind of made the choice to get into the business right when uh, things were doing a lot of changes. And um, you kind of have to roll with the punches. A lot of people would say it was a bad time to have gotten into the industry. But um, fortunately for me, I had a lot of experience and I can use that to help people navigate the waters at this time and and even experienced home buyers have have go through the process recently and they can't believe the changes that there are and it's important to keep your realtors up to date on that yeah well you know everybody you know has a different opinion about what to do for a living and how to do it and you know I got some of that same feedback that you know why get into the mortgage business right now but the fact is that providing outstanding customer service you know being able to help your borrowers navigate the waters of financing I mean that's critical and I know it's a difficult you know thing to do sometimes but that's why people need to come to a trusted advisor to help them with their financing needs and let me bring Susie in now thank you guys both for joining me and Susie thanks for coming over um, you're with Caldwell Banker mm-hmm. and, and you're kind of known around town for being the expert in several areas but focus on foreclosure and REO sales and talk a little bit about your business and what it is that you're doing okay I'm a real estate agent with a residential real estate agent with Caldwell Banker Wallace and Wallace help people buy and sell homes and condos all around the greater Knoxville area. I'm also a real estate blogger on my blog allaroundktown.com and I do a lot of uh, posts there. I have a weekly post called Knoxville Foreclosure Watch where I keep track of all the foreclosures in the Knoxville area and I also write about Knoxville area neighborhoods. Lots of good neighborhood information on there as well. Her her site again is allaroundktown.com 
ktown.com. Yeah. It's a great site, and there's a lot of helpful information on there. She she definitely keeps up with the blogging, and that's a good thing. I, I actually am going to start a blog, and I need some <laughs> encouragement on that. So anyway, the next thing kind of to talk about, and this is for both of you guys, and Kristen, why don't you go first? I think there's a misconception out there that people you know have that you know getting qualified for a home is difficult and that they shouldn't even try and that first of all they're not even lending money kind of talk about that misconception Kristen first well that's a true misconception um, getting qualified is just a matter of, of working with the right lender um, there's still readily available 100% financing programs for first-time home buyers um, and as a mortgage lender, our operation specializes in it. We have so many programs for different people. If you're a round hole, we'll put you in that square peg. Um, or the, I think I said that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> put that it. square peg in the round hole. <laughs> um, but we'll find you the, the right niche product for you. And you can't be afraid of it. You're not going to know until you speak to an experienced licensed lender. Yeah. So sometimes, Susie, you're the first person that is contacted. Yeah. So you're getting, you're fielding those calls. You're referring them to Kristen and Mortgage Investors Group. So, you know, talk about that misconception and, and how you deal with that. Yeah. Well, Kristen mentioned fear, and I think fear is one of the biggest things um, that I see in buyers when I first talk to them. They're afraid of the market. They're afraid of the whole pre you know, the financing process they're they're afraid to talk to a lender they're afraid of you know things that they've done that might have messed up their credit they they're just afraid of of laying all their cards out on the table for someone and afraid that they won't qualify and what's amazing to me is how many of those people who are so they don't even want to talk to a lender like we want to buy a house but we don't want to talk to a lender i'm like well that's your first step that's always the first step in my mind and it's amazing after they talk to Kristen that you know, most of them, I would say 95% of them qualify. They really didn't have anything to worry about. And they're like, oh, this is a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of fear out in the market that I think is unnecessary. Yeah, that's a very good point. And, the, you know, the, the mortgage process, you have to have a team. You know, that's the one thing that I always preached is that it's not just the loan officer that the customer is dealing with. It's not just the realtor. You know, you've got a processor. You know, you might, as a realtor, you may have an assistant. You've got a title company. You've got a title attorney, appraiser. There's a lot of underwriter, post-closer. I mean, there's a lot of people that are making this happen. So I think that one of the things that people don't understand is that they need to find the right team to go with because the, the fear, I think, is associated with all of those lenders that let you down in the past, that put you in the wrong product, or the realtor that sold you the house that you couldn't afford. And that's why I believe, you know, I know that you two for sure are trusted advisors and that you guys will take care of them. Talk a little bit about being a trusted advisor, Kristen. I mean, that is one of the staples of our company is that we're not just loan officers, we're advisors. Talk a little bit about that. Well, you, you have to, when you speak to a customer, really um, take into consideration what their goals are. And, and a lot of where people go wrong in the lending industry, in my opinion, is is they just want to qualify that human being who's applying for the, the most they can qualify for. And you really have to look at their goals. You have to look at what they want their monthly budget to be. You have to look at how long they're going to be in the home. Um, if they want to put a full down payment down, if they want to pay origination or points. And it, th the problem is, is that so many of, of my peers um, are just trying to push that customer through that that cattle line and I, I really want a customer for life 
working with Susie's been wonderful because she's one she's the best communicator and when you go back to the team mentality if you don't have a realtor that you can communicate with that you have good rapport with um, mistakes are going to happen, and, and we can avoid that because Susie and I have such a good working relationship together. Well, that's that is great. Now I got to have you guys back because this time is is almost expired. But <laughs> um, are you going to be on that panel on Monday on WBIR? I am. So me yeah. and Susie are going to be on a panel on is it live at five? Live at five thirty. Five thirty. And it's not really what we were just talking about necessarily. It's more about preventing home uh, foreclosures. What you can do, some outlets that you can go if you're having trouble making your payments. So check me and Susie out on Monday WBIR. Yeah. So next, guys, are and thank you guys for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thanks and for having us. Kristen Abelotto can be reached at 691-8910. You can find Susie Trotta at... 809-5221. And then also their websites, mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. And then also... Allaroundktown.com. Yes. So when we come back, we are going to have the mayor-elect... Uh, coming in, talking to us about her election, about what she's going to do. We're very excited about that. This is the Housing Hour presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Join me on Facebook, the Housing Hour, facebook.com, the Housing Hour. We'll be right back. gets bad, the team gets stronger. Listen for live WATE Six Storm Team Severe Weather Updates now on 100.3 WNOX. When choosing a company to handle your home financing, you want a great rate and someone you can trust. Tennesseans turn to Mortgage Investors Group, named Tennessee's number one THDA lender eight years running. Homegrown right here in the Volunteer State and with 15 Tennessee locations, Mortgage Investors Group takes a consultative approach to the lending process, finding a program specific to your needs. For more information, call toll-free 800-489-8910 or visit MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution, serving Tennessee for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 726. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. In November, a portion of Title Associates closing fees are donated to Second Harvest Food Bank. When it's time to buy a home or take advantage of terrific refinancing options, put your trust in Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender for over 20 years. With 15 locations in the state of Tennessee, Mortgage Investors Group offers a diversified line of products and takes a consultative approach to the lending process that ensures each loan fits your individual needs. For more information, call toll-free 800-489-8910 or visit MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home-owned solution, serving Tennessee for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 726. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender. The CAK Game of the Week is only on WNOX.
Duplex. Join Terry Fair and Russell Smith every Friday night for the best high school football game coverage in East Tennessee. This week, CAK hosts Austin East in a first in school history, 3A semifinal appearance. Before the game, join us for the WNOX Prep Rally. And after the game, stay tuned for the fifth quarter, starting at 6 p.m. Friday nights. So don't miss a minute of the WNOX CAK Game of the Week. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Thank you for having me on the show. I guess the first question that I'd like to uh, start you with, and actually first I'd like to say congratulations, first Thank of you. all. Absolutely. Um, you, you ran a really, really good race, and, and you had a lot of issues that are important to housing, I noticed, on your agenda. And you really spoke very eloquently about those uh, in your acceptance speech. So maybe the first question will be about your neighborhood vision and what you see as being, you know, the future for not just downtown, but, you know, maybe what your vision is for, for just Knoxville in general as far as as far as neighborhoods and building neighborhoods and, and what do you see as as being some things we can do well great cities are built um block by block with great neighborhoods and downtown is is certainly one of those neighborhoods but we have neighborhoods all over town the older more established neighborhoods and and newer ones you know there's uh, still new homes being built uh, in, even within the city of knoxville so i am committed to having strong safe great neighborhoods for people to live in that means number one that they that they are free of crime and so we need to have a strong uh, police department that is out there keeping our streets safe but also that um, we have a variety of housing a stock and an affordable housing you know we want housing uh, for people of all incomes to make sure that all the needs of our citizens are met uh, as director of community development, we really focused on affordable housing, and we will continue to to be uh, support and, and encourage uh, developers um, to develop and to rehab houses so that they are affordable. Uh, to people who need them. Um, but uh, we actually, we have an office of neighborhoods in the city, which I'll continue. And the job there is to work with neighborhood associations because really to make neighborhoods great, you really need neighbors to come together and to organize themselves and to talk about what are the priorities in their neighborhood? How can City Hall be most effective in, in working with them? So those are some of the things that we'll focus on. That sounds great. And that's one of the things I think that maybe... Uh, one of the things that some neighborhoods associations might have lost sight of and not that they don't do great jobs but you know an association really does have the ability to change their neighborhood because they have the legal ability but they also just have you know the group conscience coming together so i think that's really good um you know and another thing you know as a lender we you know i am also a, uh, you know a lender as well mortgage investors group who presents this show you know we i feel uh, are going to try to do a better job educating the public about those first time home buyer program loans for people who might make a little less than everybody else that they can get into a house and there are still loans available with little money down so mm -hmm. that they can get some of these homes that need to come off of the inventory absolutely we um 
again, we want to have a, a, a wide range of housing stock. Certainly, you need homes that are for rent, uh, homes and apartments, because a lot of people don't own homes. We also want to make sure we have enough homes uh, available, enough housing stock, so that people can uh buy their own home too. We think the most stable neighborhoods have a higher percentage of home ownership than rental. It seems to really make neighborhoods the most stable when you have that um, that kind of percentage, you know, higher higher percentage of home ownership. So in the city, we actually do have a few programs that promote home ownership and help uh, owners to um, get down payment assistance. You know, this is all based on income. These are federal dollars. And we want to be a partner with the banking community, the mortgage uh, community, to make sure that um, these resources are available to the people that need them. You know, that's a very good point. And, you know, speaking about the people who need the loans, you know, they're 65, we're right now at a home ownership level of about 65% in America. Mm -hmm. And and it was once about 70%. You know, I think that's kind of a, a, a realistic number because not everybody, like we found in 2008, they might not have been able to afford the home that they got in. So lenders, I think, like us, need to be responsible with how we underwrite, and therefore the end result is the per- person who owns the home really is qualified to be in that home. That's right. Yeah, that's that gives you the stability long yeah. term. <laughs> so the next question, I guess, would be, you know, I'm from Oak Ridge, and, and we have a, a great arts community there, and we really feel passionate about the culture that was built there, is, you know, all the different things that you have. And, and Knoxville has an extraordinary history with uh, with the arts and culture and things of that nature. Um, is there anything that, that you see, and, and I don't want to throw a difficult question at you, but <laughs> do you think there's anything that, that we can do as a community that can help help to kind of advance that because, you know, downtown has a lot of things available. There's still a lot to be done. Is there anything we can do as a community that can help you in your efforts? In terms of arts and culture? Arts and culture and helping to continue the revitalization of downtown. Right. Well, certainly arts and culture are key um, uh, part of of our city and interesting a lot of people don't think of them as an economic generator but they are uh in addition to being sort of the soul of of a community um and so i'm a big supporter of arts and culture i really love the focus that we have on local our local talent Uh, we have a lot of great local artists i've actually am very interested in local authors now i'm i'm starting a collection of local authors and that's part of our arts and culture scene as well so we will continue to invest and be partners with the arts and culture community i have we have great musicians um you know to have wdvx right downtown and to have all this the theater the theaters that have live music and just a lot of great local talent so i'll um, i enjoy it myself and i know that adds to the quality of life in in knoxville another thing that's really important for quality of life is is our outdoor recreation uh, scene. And I'm a big supporter of the Thousand Acres of Urban Wilderness and of our Parks and Greenway system. And I look forward to really promoting uh, the efforts to get us outside, off off the couch, outside of the house, and really enjoying what makes uh, East Tennessee and particularly Knoxville so beautiful. 
And you know that it fits perfectly with that whole association, being a family and growing a community, not just uh, in terms of you know, you know extra houses. That is certainly something that will happen, but that they can come together and do activities and, and do things that may not be playing PlayStation or Nintendo or something like right. that. Right. I believe in the concept of no child left inside. That we need to get kids out, and so. Having a parks and green rays and and uh, the thousand acres where you've got ten city parks, two quarries. Of course, we have our river here. There, there's so much that we can take advantage of, and it'll be great for us as residents of Knoxville. And it'll also be a way to attract other folks to come to Knoxville, businesses to come to Knoxville because we offer such a high quality of life. You know, um, one of the things that I think, you know, that I, I would like to, to probably, you know, be a part of is, you know, helping not just the government, the Knoxville city government, because there's a lot of things that government can do. You know, there's all kinds of programs, certainly, that are currently in existence. But I think that, you know, there's also things that we can do as community that may not be in a government position. Um, and there's so many tools that we have, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where us as members of the community, you know, you can reach out to us and, and you might not do it yourself. You may not have that program, but you can say, hey, I know where to go to get that person to help. So what have you done in terms of that? I heard you talk about that at one well, point. Well, actually, I don't, I don't know if this is what you mean, but this is what was brought to mind. The Appalachian Mountain Biking Club, mm. they are building themselves volunteer labor 30 miles of hiking and biking trails in South Knoxville. So wow. within three miles of downtown, you will be able to access on your bike 30 miles of hiking and biking trails. This is part of that whole thousand acres of urban will an extension of that. And this is volunteer labor or some really outstanding individuals who some of them actually own are, are allowing the trails to go across some of their personal property in addition to the city-owned property and such. So these are folks that stood up and, you know, that just came forward and said, we want to have, first of all, we, we love this kind of activity and we want to be partners with city government. We know you can't afford to do all this right now. So we're willing to spend hundreds of hours ourselves in developing these trails. And with that kind of spirit in the community, I mean, it's, there's, there's no limit to what we can accomplish. And that is exactly what I'm talking about because because, I mean, we're looking at kind of the, the, the country right now and the economy and the budget crisis in certain municipalities. And, you know, it is about time for us to kind of get off the couch and, and do our part. Because if everybody did their part, we'd be fine. That's right. Uh, so I know I'm preaching wait, to the choir. Can't, can't, government can't do everything. We can't afford to do everything. Right. But we can be partners with those who want to come forward and, and um, participate. Now, this is something that I'm going to ask uh, Congressman Duncan about. And it, it's just a brief question, but it is changing gears a little bit. Um, you know, one of the things that's going to be happening soon, probably the the administration has put forward an initiative to take some of the REO, the homes that are real estate owned, the ones that the banks own or the Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae own and bulk selling those to investors so that they can then in turn be rented back out. You know, there's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. You spoke to it a moment ago. Neighborhoods are better when they have a higher percentage of homeowners. What is your just initial thoughts about that type of initiative? Well, I'd really need more information about it, depending on where they are and the type of, uh, you know, the, certainly you want to look at the impact on a neighborhood. We need good, um, sound, attractive housing that is rental housing. There are a lot of good folks that rent um, properties and we need to have a good housing stock uh, for them. But at the same time, uh, depending on, I guess, how much people 
how uh, uh, significant of an investment it is. If it's just property that is the minimal is done to it, and um, the whoever purchases it is um, getting by with very little and getting it out on the housing market, certainly that's not going to be as helpful to the community, to the neighborhood that it's in. So without knowing more information, I'd say we just have to be cautious about it. We need we need good, sound, attractive rental housing. And if it's done well, it can be an asset in the neighborhood. Well, that's great. Well, uh, I need to have you back because I'd like to talk to you more. Uh, thank you again for coming in. Now, real quick, uh, is Tennessee going to be at Vanderbilt tomorrow? <laughs> of course Tennessee's gonna today. win. I'm sorry, today. That's right. <laughs> of course Tennessee's gonna win. That's why I have my Tennessee orange on. <laughs> All right. Well again, thank you and again congratulations and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much. What we're gonna do now is we're gonna go to a break. Uh, I really appreciate the uh, mayor elect coming in and talking to us. And when we come back, uh, we will be talking uh, to the congressman, Congressman John Duncan Jr. So thanks again for joining us. This is the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, presented by Mortgage Investors Group. We'll be right back. Your home for Fox News Radio, one hundred point three WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. In November, a portion of Title Associates' closing fees are donated to Second Harvest food bank. When choosing a company to handle your home financing, you want a great rate and someone you can trust. Tennesseans turn to Mortgage Investors Group, named Tennessee's number one THDA lender eight years running. Homegrown right here in the Volunteer State and with 15 Tennessee locations, Mortgage Investors Group takes a consultative approach to the lending process, finding a program specific to your needs. For more information, call toll-free 800-489-8910 or visit MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution, serving Tennessee for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 726. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender. Here's your WNO exclusive weather forecast brought to you by the David Posey Show. All things real estate. Sundays from 2 to 4 p.m. on WNOX. Knoxville and surrounding areas for your Saturday game day. A mix of clouds and sun and mild temperatures for the season. You're high near 61 degrees. The temperature kickoff 54. Southeast Kentucky for your Saturday, mostly sunny with your high near 59 degrees and south winds at 11 miles per hour. Weather brought to you by the David Posey team. Are you looking for a one-level home on the lake, gentle sloping lot with a dock, and golf course views? Call David Posey, 862-8520, or go to auctionknoxville.com. That's 862-8520, or auctionknoxville.com. Keller Williams Realty, each office is independently owned and operated. Keeping you informed, we're 100.3 WNOX. Clearly, your best choice for news talk. 100.3 WNOX. 
The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back to The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Um, Really, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in today. Uh, The next interview was actually uh, recorded yesterday. The congressman was unable to do the interview today, so uh, he had some votes on the floor. I'll tell you, it was pretty difficult to get uh, Congressman Duncan to uh, come on. Not that he didn't want to. It's just he had votes here and there, and it was, uh, you know, his... Uh, what executive assistant was was trying to get me matched up with them so it took me a little while to to nail it down um but i'm dedicated and, and motivated to get the best um guests that i possibly can on this show because I, I really want to make this show um something different where you can come and learn about current events and about housing and you know the 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 mayor elect came on and spoke about her vision and we had Susie and Kristen talking about you know what it is about buying a house and and you know, trying to, you know, weed through the the fear factor and, and what that is all about. You know, so I, I really am committed to that because I want this show to be different. I really want you guys to enjoy it and want to tune in and really feel like you've come away with something uh, of importance. So um, the interview that I'm about to play, the audio is kind of bad. First of all, I was rolling with a iPhone and a voice recorder. I'll just be honest um, because it was kind of off the cuff and I got this time slot and I had to do it quick. But um, what we talk about is a little bit about Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of news right now. The the CEO and, and also the other person who works there got about a $5.2 million salary and they got all kinds of bonuses. And, you know, our company, of course, um, is has been very successful using those two organizations, but the the, the congressman feels quite different. Um, he has out, been an outspoken critic, and I'll talk about that in a minute on, on the beginning of the interview. But we also talked about the initiative that's being rolled out. He has some very interesting uh, words to say um, about the uh, the movement that's currently happening, the the movement that's happening in Wall Street, the Occupy Wall Street movement. I thought he has some kind of interesting words to say about that. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and roll that and we'll be right back with uh, once that interview is over. Uh, Congressman, we have uh, some questions today that are kind of revolving around uh, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, and I know that you've been an outspoken critic of that, you know, both of those organizations. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I, I noticed during some of my research uh, was, you know, back in 2004, you were critical, of course, of, of the outgoing uh, CEO, Franklin Raines, and, and the retirement package he received. And, and then also in 2005, you voted for reining in the GSEs, and, and you know, so you and 71 of your colleagues voted for that, and unfortunately that didn't pass. In 2008, you continue to complain. Talk a little bit about your frustration with them and, and you know what you see as the future. Well, uh, you pretty well described it. Uh, uh, I read in 2004 that they... Um uh, you know, they wanted Franklin Reigns out because he had just about uh, run Fannie Mae into the ground. And and uh, so to get rid of him, he was such a, a close friend of, uh, of President Clinton's and so forth. And uh, uh, they they just decided to give him uh, one of these golden parachutes. And they gave him a package that uh, uh, was worth several millions, some in a lump sum, and then a $100,000 a month pension after that for life. And and uh, free health care for life for him and his family. It was ridiculous. And, and I wrote the top regulator at the time, and, and 
uh, just told him that I thought it was a, a, a ridiculous thing, and, and uh, but um, and then in, then the next year uh, uh, we did have an amendment to um, uh, try to, uh, uh, as you say, rein in Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and and uh, it didn't pass in the House. It got very few votes actually, and uh, and so it didn't even come up in the Senate. But if that amendment had passed. Uh, there's a there's a, uh, it would have been very unlikely that we would have gotten into the the big uh, crash that we got into. Let me just ask you quickly because I know that we're our time is sensitive here. Um, after you know you look at the history of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and and I, I I hear what you're saying with the criticisms and and all of all of the different you know things that you stood for, and I I, I appreciate that. My, my my only thoughts on it would be you know. Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, up until the collapse, you know, did a fairly good job creating liquidity for home loans. So, if we do get rid of those two entities, they would have been uh, would have been there anyway. Okay. Well, what's the future? What are we going to do? Uh, but I, but also just to sum up the other thing, I will tell you that I was one of a group of congressmen now that's written uh, this uh, top regulator plus the president asking that they set set aside these uh, these most recent bonuses because, for instance, the two top men, Fannie Mae made uh, 5.8 million and 3.9 million last year. Now you talk about uh, giving uh, 13 million dollars in bonuses to these top executives. On top of that, you made a good point in your YouTube video, and I actually so wholly agree with this that the Secretary of the Treasury only makes 190. Eight thousand, and he's you know basically or you know uh, directing our entire financial system. So why is it, I guess, that we can't seem to get a handle on those type of bonuses and salary? Because we've let the federal government get too big and just completely out of control. And if you look at all these companies across the country that are paying these ridiculous salaries, uh, just about every one of them uh, is a federal contractor or is getting a uh, a huge portion of their money, directly or indirectly, from the federal government, and 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 as the gap between uh, as the federal government has grown, and then see all the federal contracts go to the big giants, mm -hmm. and the rules and regulations uh, and red tape uh, hurt the little guys and the medium-sized businesses, and you've seen the gap between the rich and the poor grow, just almost right in line with the growth of the federal government. So. Big, extremely big government helps only one thing primarily, and that's extremely big business. And I'm all for business making a profit, but I hate to see them rip off the taxpayers in doing so, and that's what's happening in this country today. And that the Occupy movements, I understand where they're coming from, but they're misguided in, in what they think is the cause of all this. So they haven't looked uh, far, far enough into it because most of them have been brainwashed by liberal and left-wing college professors. Okay, well, that probably is a good segue into my next question, which is, you know, we've got, um, you know, the Dodd-Frank bill, which a lot of it have, has not been implemented, and, and a lot of it we're still yet to actually see come to flourishion. But what are we going to do, uh, Congressman, once Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac does dissolve? Are we, or how are we going to make uh, the transition from this quasi-government agency to the private sector without, you know, hurting some small businesses that might depend on them for liquidity? The, the, the small businesses will have a, a better chance uh, if, if you uh, uh, turn this more into a free market type uh, 
operation because it's only in a true free market system, which we don't have now, a true free market or free enterprise system that where the small, smallest uh, people have uh, uh, and the smallest businesses have a real chance. And you, uh, you talk about uh, Dodd-Frank, that's a... Uh, uh, the American Bankers Association has said that uh, that's going to drive over 1,000 small banks out of existence by the end of this uh, decade, and some people say even more. If you're just joining us, we're here with Congressman Duncan talking a little about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and other items related to housing. Well, there's all kinds of unintended consequences in that bill, and I'm be the first to tell you. Um, well, well, let me just follow up and, and kind of finish with this question, Congressman. I know I know that you got to get to the floor. Um, you know, there's been some initiatives pushed forward by the administration, and one of those initiatives is, you know, that you know, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have about 200,000 homes that have been foreclosed upon, and now are REOs. What are we going to do about those, and does it make sense to sell those in bulk to investors and then turn around and rent them? Well, <clears throat> whatever happens uh, in regard to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and of course you know they're, they're asking for a, they've already received $170 billion worth of, of, of a bailout or bailout so far, and now they're asking for even more. But uh, uh, there will be a phase-out period into a new system. But the point I'm trying to make is this. The, the mistake that we're into is, is that we think the federal government is the, is the only solution, and the federal government is the worst solution. And the sad thing is, this country could be booming, could and should be booming beyond belief right now, but, but we're holding it back through, through all these uh, 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 federal rules and regulations and red tape. And uh, I've, I've written the four top banking regulators four times over about a two-and-a-half-year period or a three-year period, uh, uh, starting at the very tail end of the George W. Bush administration, saying that, that all, the, uh, all the home builders and realtors and so forth uh, in East Tennessee are telling me that the, that the regulators uh, uh, are killing them. And, uh, uh, you know, you've had, you've had the Secretary of the Treasury and the President under both the Bush administration and the Obama administration up here in Washington saying loan, loan, loan. You've had the, the banks loaded with big bundles of money. And uh, uh, then you've had the regulators on the local level saying no, no, no. Well, well let me ask you this, Congressman. Um, you know, back in 1999 when they deregulated a lot of the banking industry, yeah, that, that's a joke. That okay. Well, let, let me let me try to let me. Okay. Well, let me just finish my question. So so, and I'll, I'll phrase it by saying that there was the ability, I think, to create this artificial market, whether that was from the deregulation or just people becoming more creative. Somebody, and I'm not blaming you, I know that in 2005 you tried to rein them in, but sometimes, somewhere, there was that that force that, that came into the Wall Street community and started to create artificial demand. So... Where did that come from? And I mean, I mean, I don't know what it came from. Two two sources, um, primarily, and and uh, I don't think you're uh, blaming me at all. But uh, uh, the reason I say almost every industry that supposedly has been deregulated, the, the lawyers who specialize in those industries will tell you that there are more 
laws and rules and regulations now than ever before because they just keep expanding and growing and and uh, you can take any industry uh, and and uh, even the tax code and and you mentioned the Dodd-Frank and then there's that uh, Sarbanes-Oxley that came before that I had a, a small bank in Etowah uh, uh, met with me uh, 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 three or four years ago and told me that Sarbanes-Oxley Oxley was going to cost that small little bank one of the smallest in Tennessee over a hundred thousand dollars a year and so the, the uh, uh, this uh, all these loans uh, the, the problem was twofold one was the Community Reinvestment Act which which made the regulators put pressure on all the banks that was under Carter right well it's, yeah it started under Carter but it was expanded greatly under under uh, uh, Barney Frank and Bill Clinton when when they were in there okay. and and that's where the real they didn't really put that much pressure on them when it first started although it wasn't a good idea to start it but that that uh, was forcing these banks to make loans to people that they didn't want to make them to and in areas where they didn't want to make them mm-hmm. and the other thing was is that even though there were a lot of small banks that uh, chartered still the uh, 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 we, we let these uh, the, the mega banks grow too big and uh, uh, supposedly too big to fail yeah. and they they started uh, most of this our lot awful lot of this bubble came from uh, these uh, uh, these gigantic banks that once again were able to get to where they were primarily because we let the federal government get too big well you know we have just a couple of minutes left and I and you've done a great job explaining what happened and what the problem was let's just spend a couple of minutes talking about what the solution is going forward because like I mentioned we have 200,000 homes that basically the government owns um, we also have about I think the, the latest statistic is about 2 million people that are 90 days late or more which that means they're on the doorsteps of foreclosure so let's talk about what initiative we can put forward as the American public that we can try to resolve this problem. This is killing home sales. Knox County's done very well, but you look at Florida, you look at Atlanta, Fulton County, you look at uh, California, Phoenix, and these other areas, I mean, it's killing those folks. What can we do going forward? Well, what we've got to do is we've got to allow the free market to work. And we're not allowing that now, and and it won't be allowed if you're if you're implying or hinting that the federal government should come in with some sort of massive type of uh, federal program that would be the absolute worst thing we've got to free uh, up the economy we've got to free up the country uh, economically and and um, uh, the housing uh, market will revive much quicker uh, if if we uh, allow that I mean, there's so many things that I could give you examples on, but just uh, anything the federal government subsidizes, the costs just explode. And, and, for instance, uh, before the federal student loan program came in, nobody borrowed money to, uh, uh, and p- the kids could work part-time uh, to uh, pay their expenses, and nobody got out of school with a debt. And since that program came in, uh, tuition and fees have gone up three or four or five times the rate of inflation every year. So now the costs are four or five hundred percent higher than they would have been if we just left it alone. The same thing is going to happen in housing if we come in with some massive federal program. Well, I think that the initiative was was to sell to private private Americans, private investors, and then to rent it. 
rent those homes out. And I don't know if that's getting bipartisan support or not. Um, what's your take on that initiative the administration has put forward as kind of a possible way to, to you know, get this inventory down? Is that even, is there some sort of compromise? Maybe uh, there might be something that you guys could work with? Well, yes, I would, I would consider uh, any type of program, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider one that, uh, that had the federal government underwriting the whole program that, uh, and cost many billions to do that because uh, the, the, one of the biggest problems with the economy uh, was we came in with those massive bailouts uh, uh, a few years ago, three years ago, that were so very unpopular. In fact, I received uh, 6,600 emails in one weekend wow. opposing uh, uh, those uh, bailouts, but we did it anyway because we had those banks that we that we said were too big to fail, and that's the first thing we need to do is we need to t tell these uh, banks that that we're no longer going to follow a policy of too big to fail. And I can tell you that uh, what we maybe should consider doing is is breaking up uh, some of those uh, uh, mega banks uh, if they can't assure us that uh, about their uh, capital base and so forth. Well, I think that's a good place to end, Congressman. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining me. Appreciate you talking to And uh, you have a great Thanksgiving, and thanks so much. Well, thank you. All right. So that was the interview with Congressman Duncan, and I really appreciated the opportunity to speak to him. And we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to summarize what we've talked about today, and uh, we will then end the show. But thanks again for joining me. This is Kevin Ray with the Housing Hour, presented by Mortgage Investors Group, making your American dream come true. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tonkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989 with a team of seven, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 22 years later, Mortgage Investors Group was the number one independent lender in the state of Tennessee. They've served over 60,000 clients, over $9 billion in loans, which means a lot of American dreams have been realized. But they've kept the small personal feel of a hometown company. And their people? They are advisors, not just loan officers. Right now, mortgage rates are at a historic low, and Mortgage Investors Group can help you realize your American dream. Call today. They'll help you. 865-691-8910 or MIGonline.com. With six area offices, there's a Mortgage Investors Group near you. Go to MIGonline.com for the one near you. 691-8910. Mortgage Investors Group, an equal housing lender. Visit MIG online.com and realize your American dream today. When choosing a company to handle your home financing, you want a great rate and someone you can trust. Tennesseans turn to Mortgage Investors Group, named Tennessee's number one THDA lender eight years running. Homegrown right here in the Volunteer State and with 15 Tennessee locations, Mortgage Investors Group takes a consultative approach to the lending process, finding a program specific to your needs. For more information, call toll-free 800-489-8910 or visit MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution, serving Tennessee for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 726. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender. When it's time to buy a home or take advantage of terrific refinancing options, put your trust in Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender for over 20 years. With 15 locations in the state of Tennessee, Mortgage Investors Group offers a diversified line of products and takes a consultative approach to the lending process that ensures each loan fits your individual needs. For more information, call toll-free 800-489-8910 or visit MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group 
Group, your home loan solution, serving Tennessee for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 726. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender. Chuck Ward here. Did I mention I want to help you fix your house? Join Chuck Ward every Saturday from 10 to 11 with Fix It or Flip It with Chuck Ward, where Chuck breaks down the ins and outs of home renovation and the real estate market. So whether you're fixing your home or flipping it, this is the show for you. That's Fix It or Flip It with Chuck Ward, Saturdays 10 to 11 on 100.3 WNOX. Did I mention I want to help you fix your house? The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Okay, we're back, folks. Thanks for joining me again, and I hope that uh, you guys enjoyed that interview. It was fun to do because I think that that is the person in our area. He covers six counties, the congressman does, and, you know, he is the second district, and his his perception of things is important to us because we need to know where he stands on housing, on Freddie Mac, on Fannie Mae, on all the issues that we spoke about. Um, and, you know, we just have to learn where he stands so that once it becomes election time, we can make an educated decision upon who to vote for. And I'm not saying that it's not Congressman Duncan. I'm just saying we need to know where he stands. And then if he has someone that is running against them we need to know where they stand because i think that then i fall i i definitely in the past have fell into this trap which is you know you just vote for one party or another and housing you know as far as the way that our system works our politicians can create and form the housing laws that affect uh that that purchase for you or that refinance or or whatever it is selling your house you know all those things it is our politicians that at the end of the day are the ones that um, can change how things work so um, I really enjoyed also uh, the mayor uh, mayor elect uh, Madeline uh, Rojero she was very nice to come in and, and speak with us we actually were her very first in studio interview since she was elected here on the housing hour so i am thankful for that and uh i was pretty um aggressive to get her on because i really wanted to hear what she had to say and and you know you heard the interview she she has an aggressive agenda um she's very pro housing and she's very interested in not just helping you know people that live in sequoia hills or live you know wherever whittington creek or you know maybe the more expensive neighborhoods you know she she finds it important to also you know focus on you know the less fortunate the people who might not make as much money or might not have as much money and of course she was the community development director for several years so that's kind of her background so i i really appreciated both of them coming on and then of course we also had uh, Susie Trotta uh, with um, Caldwell Banker and uh, Kristen Abelotta with Mortgage Investors Group. And we're going to continue to have people like that on. Next week, we're going to have another uh, someone from Mortgage Investors Group and um, their realtor that they work with. So we want to do that so that you can hear um, about the teams that are available out there. Um, because like I said in the interview with them, it's all about finding the right matchup for you and, and who it is that you feel comfortable with. You know, because not everybody 
is going to get along with everybody. And when you're buying a house and you want to see lots of homes and you want to get pre-qualified, you'd like for that process to be with somebody you actually can get along with. So that's why I want to bring to you some uh, feature teams uh, throughout you know the year so that you can you know kind of decipher who it is that you want to uh, you know go after and, and help you to with this transition or this transaction. And then also definitely the title company that they use. Um, I really appreciate Tile Associates uh, doing that interview. That's who they use. Um, and this is coming to the end of our show. You can hear Ring My Bell, so it's about time for me to tap out. Um, thanks again for joining me. I really appreciate everybody coming on. You can stream me next week at WNOXFM.com. Give a shout-out to Raleigh uh, Merch. He was on his houseboat last week listening from California. And uh, just give a shout-out to all him and his friends. But, guys, appreciate it so much. We'll see you next week. The Housing Hour with Mortgage Investors Group. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.